Hodge. Help that and colossally that's Mansell. That is Nigel Mansell. Start your engines and buckle up. It's the light sights. Let's go. F1 show. Welcome to the Lights Like Let's Go F1 show on Jack's radio. And you just heard the Smiths with Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now. And that was played for Jimmy Allen, one of my good friends uh, at the Sirens in Porter's Head, because he is a huge Smiths fan and he will love me playing that. Um, and I also chose that one because heaven knows i'm miserable now as well all about the fia yeah. oh, is that, i'm miserable i'm miserable that song we had three weeks <laughs> off we're all looking forward to go and bring i'm all blooming miserable about it come on <laughs> but i do love that song that the that's great. just singapore that's the way it goes it's i quite all, like I singapore a, I, I do like i have a, i have a love-hate relationship with it and we'll come on to why later on but right <laughs> give me a score give me a score out of 10 for the weekend Oh, I don't know. I, um, seven. Six. Seven. Six. I'm going to give it a six. It could have been a seven, but the way the FIA handled themselves, I'm, with my, it down. I'm just looking actually, at the my, racing. I'm just my, looking my, at the racing. My caveat, for, my caveat for the weekend, the only reason it's getting a six is because of qualifying. As yeah, a, as qualifying a, was interesting, wasn't it? Mixed as, the race, as a standalone race, I'd probably go four. Yeah, well, I kind of did the whole weekend and I'm not, you know. Okay, okay, so a bit of news before we get into the race and stuff. So let's talk about this and, and just see wh- where we think this is going. So it's been rumoured, and I say in a big capital R, it's only been rumoured that Red Bull and Aston Martin have broken the cost cap for 2021, so for last season's campaign. Um, now... It's also rumoured that Red Bull have quite significantly uh, uh, exceeded the uh, cost cap um, by over £5 million. And if you're talking that a couple of million pounds can be worth you know, 0.5 seconds, that's quite a gain that they made last year, seeing that they only just got maxed the championship by the FIA changing their rules on the last race. But, you know, it was a very close championship, very, very close. Somebody going over the cost cap, it could make it could have made a big difference. Yeah, um, I I find on. the whole you, I find the, I, I find the whole thing a bit strange. And I find it a bit strange for a couple of reasons. So number one, normally when you've got this kind of accusation, people like Horner and Co. are very political in the language and they're very careful about what they're saying they kind of they never really deny it but they don't you know they just you know they you know, they, they they make up a well you know we'll let the process be what the process is and he is adamant he is adamant and very using very specific language that you know they have not gone over and they are within the rules and this that and the other and then the other piece of it and i know you i can look i can see you just waiting to jump in the other piece of it is these are confidential submissions and normally when you get these rumblings and you get these kind of accusations nobody of any real weight gets involved until it's actually known and to see toto wolf come out and being being the person that toto is with the same level of conviction that they have absolutely exceeded the cost cap is i also find it a bit strange and i just don't know where this information could have come from because there can't be that many people that actually know right 
Yes, yeah, true. Um, I mean, Toto has said it, it's been an open secret in the paddock that they have been investigated. So obviously Red Bull being investigated means that people at Red Bull must have had to be spoken to by the FIA. So potentially there could be a leak at Red Bull into the paddock. Don't know. Could be. Or, or an employee, auditors, something like that. The yeah. auditors, the accountants, whatever, right? Something like yeah. that, something like that. Um, but I think... Horner in his interviews was using specific language because he kept saying, I am confident in our submission. Not that they haven't broken the cost cap. He's saying, I'm happy the way our auditors have displayed our costs to the FIA. But I think perhaps the FIA are, if it's true, are differing in terms of, you know, what, I think costs, etc. I think this is a case of the FIA brought a rule in the cost cap rule, and as per usual, um, several organisations will have their legal and commercial people all over it, looking for all the loopholes they can. Yes, and it right. will come down. It will come down to exactly that. It will come down to language. It will come down to, yeah, you know, well, we only have forty people employed by Red Bull Formula One, which is the operating element of the racing division. Oh, there's some other people over here, like four hundred employed by another company, yeah. but that doesn't form part of the cost cap or whatever the detail is. But there'll be something quite, um, you know, there'll be there'll there'll be points and you know clauses within that rule that they're confident that they've got the loopholes to go through and that. And and then they have that that will then have to be stress tested in a legal framework of whether that was in the spirit of what was mentioned. Yeah, As, you know, 100%. and you know, for for Horner to say what he said, I mean, that sort of backs the kind of confident in his submission. But you know, if you look at Red Bull and you look at Aston Martin, what are the two things those two organisations have got in common? They've got one person at the top who doesn't really like being told what to do. Yeah, yeah. be it matter shits or or a stroll, you know, at the end of the day, they're like, we want to, <laughs> they'll, they'll bend the rules as much. I mean, yeah, they do yeah. it, they do it with the technical regulations and they're going to do it with the financial regulations as well. And I think if you're going to do this, it's got to be completely and utterly transparent, open book. The FIA have got to employ one auditor, be it one of the big four, you know, a Deloitte or a PwC, whoever to come in and they have access to all of their books and they have to apply consistent accounting or, yeah. um, or reporting methodologies, and we have to have a running totalizer at every Grand Prix because that's what I want to see. I, I don't think that's going to happen, but, but Damn, yeah, but I know, really want know. that to but happen. <laughs> what annoys me, what annoys me is so this affects the 2021 championship, yep, it affects this championship and, and the to next a smaller one. degree, the next one, yep, okay. But that one being that it, it massively affects the 2021 championship. You got Martin Brundle. I used to have so much respect for Brundle, but since sort of Abu Dhabi, I, I, I don't know if he's kind of on the FIA payroll now or not. But no, he was, just, he just he was like... there saying he was there saying it simply cannot affect last year's championship. But you look at the World Cycling Federation. Lance Armstrong was found to be a drugs team, stripped of all of his titles going back yep. seven years. Yeah. You look at the um, International Olympic Committee. Someone's yep. found to be to be a Drug cheat, they get stripped of their medals. Absolutely. Why is F one different? Because right, exactly. the money because is the money that's involved. 
and that's it. Yeah, it's but- the be all and end all. It is the money that's involved. And the reason Brundle's saying that now and he's saying it can't go back, sorry, Adam, is because he wants to keep his blooming job at Sky. That's it. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And it's ridiculous. It's all about the show nowadays. And I keep hearing now, particularly from like Domenicali and, 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 and the people at Sky, because I watch it on the Sky, they keep saying this rhetoric about, you know, it, it's all about the show. No, it should be about sporting integrity. It's a sport. It's not... It, it is a show, but it's a show second. It's a sport, first and foremost. It's not wrestling, is it? No. Right. No, not yet. It's going that way. <laughs> it's going that way, for sure. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's, it's because of the vast amounts of, you know, investment and money that's involved that, that has consequence, because they'll have people saying, well... You know the likes of, uh, of Lawrence Strong, and they've got to, you know, it's got to be worth it for these for for, for these brands and, and and manufacturers to be involved and individuals to be involved. You know, they're going to want to get something out of it, and they're going to want to bend the rules as much as they can. You know, Lawrence Stroll didn't come into it with Aston Martin, um, you know, to be you know languishing at the back of the grid. I mean, if they have bust the cost cap, then they really need to have a look at themselves because they haven't busted it in a good way at all. Yeah, at least yeah. Red Bull have busted it in the, the front end of the grid. Aston but, Martin you know, are not doing very well. This isn't necessarily, you know, about Red Bull. It, if anyone's gone over the cost cap, I would feel yeah. just as passionate about it because it's cheating. It is cheating. Yeah, no, I totally and, agree. And, totally agree. And for the FA to say, it, you know, or not the FA, but people like Brundle to say it can't affect things from but last the, year. The problem whatever, is, the, pro- the problem is to have it cheating, you have to have a very, very clear, transparent black and white. That's right. That's wrong. And the problem with a lot of these cost cap rules, when you're dealing with multiple companies, because it's not just Red Bull F1, that's not one company. There's probably, you know, probably at least half a dozen that's, you know, the, the, the drivetrain bit and the technology bit and, you know, all the rest of it. So it is probably a Red Bull logistics company knocking around somewhere that controls all the vans that gets everything everywhere. If, if there's grey areas and opportunity for for um, for moving money around in loopholes and saying, oh, that's not part of the F1 programme, that's not part of this. And, and you're right, it's not just Red Bull, it's, you know, any of them, you know, it, you know, in Mercedes, for example, how you know how can you say so they draft engineers in to help with the F1 engine, but they're employed by the the motor car, the AMG motor car division, and and oh, they don't form part of the cost cap. It, it, because there's grey areas, there's opportunity for these rules to be interpreted in different ways, and for people to find loopholes. And I agree, if it's you know, it, it's in order to get them, if it, you say it's cheating, um, and and I don't necessarily disagree with that at all, but it has to be very black and white, you know. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. That. I don't know what I'm thinking of it, but I'm just thinking of, you know, straight rules like you know the long jump. At the end of the day, you either hit the little plasticine marker or you don't. And if you hit it, it's a no jump. And if you don't, well, well done, you yeah, hit yeah. a jump. And you know, it needs to be very defined like that. Yeah. And the, and this wow. is where the FIA come up with a rule and they try and enforce it, but they haven't thought it through because the teams oh. they're dealing with are extremely agile and extremely intelligent yeah. and everything else. You know. Yeah. No. no I mean. <sighs> I mean, at the end of the day, we don't know if anyone has broken it. I mean, the rumour is it's two teams. Uh, the rumour then became that it was Red Bull and Aston Martin, but we don't know. And True. I think we're waiting until, I mean, th- this week we're recording on Monday and the show's going on Wednesday. I think we find out on Wednesday, possibly Thursday about it. So it'd be interesting to see what comes out of it. And there we are. And perhaps we can moan again next week when there's no action taken or whatever. But we shall see. We shall see. Right. We've got to get into the qualifying race. So let's go to a song. And Adam, we're going to go to one of yours first. 
All right, so I stayed properly on brand this week. I've got uh, two true indie rock bands, and I actually went with one from America, one from England. Uh, this first one is from the States, and actually about two, mi uh, two miles, about two hours from here, just up there where my, uh, my daughter goes to college. Um, this is an older band from the early 2000s. This is the Black Keys and Lonely Boy. <laughs> That was the Black Keys with Lonely Boy. And this is the Lights Out Let's Go F1 show on Jack's radio. And we are talking all things Singapore. So let's come on to the qualifying now then, boys. So let me give you a quick rundown of the top 10s I normally do. Then we can talk about a few things. So on pole position was Charles Leclerc. Second place was Sergio Perez. Third was Hamilton. Fourth was Sainz. Fifth best of the rest was Alonso, sixth was Norris, seventh was Gasly, eighth was uh, Max Koskappen, so, sorry, I'm always doing that, um, I mean Max Verstappen, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Max Verstappen, ninth, <laughs> ninth was Kevin Magnussen, and tenth was Sonoda. Okay, so, <laughs> so... Where do we go with qualifying? So it was very changeable, wasn't it? So that it, it was, was wet to start with. I'll tell you what, it was changeable. It was also the gap between the first three was I really thought Hamilton could have got a pole position, I think. Oh, yeah. Really definitely, His pace was phenomenal. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. phenomenal. And he was just lighting it up on those on those inters, but it's, yeah, it's a tricky old circuit when it doesn't dry out, does it? It's because it's so it humid. It was, yeah, yeah. Just so, so humid. humid. Right. So humid, yeah. there's no sun beating down the track because it's a night yeah, race. Absolutely. The, the, the moisture just hangs around. And, you it's know, 80, it like 90% humidity, so it's just not drying up. It gets yeah, wet and 100%. it's like, that's it, you know? It was a bad day for Max, though. It was really strange. Like, the first, his first run in Q3 was really strange because he ended up aborting it thinking that he wasn't going to get pole. And actually, he was up. And then yeah, I, I didn't get that at all. Yeah, that, that was what, what ruined it for him, really, because then he had his last flying lap um, when he was up again. He was about a second or so up. Um, and he he'd got have called been on in. pole. For, yeah, he would have been on pole easily, um, but because of fuel levels, because then he had to... It's a long track, and to do that that, that run round at the end, they suddenly pulled him in. They've got to have... Is it half a litre of fuel you've got to yeah, provide? Yeah, that's right, yeah. And they realised they weren't going to do that, and the cost for doing for not providing the sample, you're at the back of the grid. You're at, you're, you're at the back of the grid. And so. Max, Max went mad at that, but again, it's... And Red Bull fans won't have it. They always say that Hamilton cries if he doesn't get his own way, but... Oh yeah, Max, Cause, Max, cause Max on the radio is just awful again, and he's swearing and he's blaming the team. But actually, it was one of those sessions where you were out the whole time on those inters because you didn't know what was going to change and what and how many laps you were actually going to end up doing. So actually, you know, if you didn't have bought your first lap, mate, you, you would have made it. It wasn't well, really not, anyone's fault, I don't think. No, yeah, and not not only did he uh, not only did he shout and scream and swear on the radio and use. It's always they, 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 and not we, we, we. Yeah. Um, but the minute he got out of the car, he did his his media commitments, then he left the circuit. Yeah, actually, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he went, he went home. You know, took his took his football and went home. That's it. Toys out of the pram. But apparently Hamilton's the one who cries when when things go wrong. But yeah, utterly not. Right. Okay. So uh, Leclerc on pole. So it was another failure from Leclerc to turn pole into victory. 
That's now nine okay. poles, nine okay. poles for three wins. Yeah, I against against there. Verstappen has what four poles for eleven wins. Yeah, it's stupid absolutely like ridiculous, insane. isn't it? <clears throat> absolutely insane. However, Leclerc, that was his eighteenth pole of his career. He's now one ahead of Verstappen for pole positions, which I didn't realize. He was, he was, was also he was also the first Ferrari driver to take nine poles in a single season since 2002, I think it was. Yeah, Schumacher wow. was in 2002. Yeah. That's right. I yeah. think we can establish Charles Leclerc is very good over a single lap pace. Yeah, it was the other 60 <laughs> he, he struggled with. It's the other 60 yeah. holiday yeah, struggles with, both him and the team, really. It's, it's getting off the line and having pit stops with Ferrari and not hitting barriers and hitting curbs and spinning you around, well, I suppose, that he has problems with. Quite. Although, there you go. to be fair, this weekend in changeable conditions, they actually didn't do a, too bad of a job. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They that's a, that's a pretty, pretty that's a pretty damning assessment when you go. Well, Ferrari didn't really do anything wrong this week. <laughs> no, that's yeah. true. Well, they didn't win the bloody race. They should have done. They had pole position, and um, well, you know, there we go. We'll come on to that in a bit. But um... yeah, we'll come on to that. I mean, as we've already mentioned, Hamilton was very close. <clears throat> so it was a. Very good lap um, in, in that because that car was a handful around that track, which is why when we came onto the race, a few things happened there. It was it's so stiffly sprung because of the um, porpoising it, uh, with the bumps around Singapore. It was a really hard car to handle, which we see why it was such a bad day for George Russell on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, um, a... that that car was a handful. So fair play to Lewis on on, on that pot. On, well, he, he just showed. He just showed. He showed his utter class yet again, and it also shows what you need in terms of experience in conditions like this. Because both he and Fernando were up there, and you know, yeah, that's, it's a bad day for George Russell. That's the wise head that you need when you're in when you're in changeable conditions. You know, yeah. 100%. He also he also got stiffed by the safety car timings again, though, didn't he? He had just come in and and changed over, and then right out. Oh, I hate safety cars, and I hate they got to change them out. Oh, I know, as, but you, you've as got much to... as Dan, as much as Dan loves his track his track limit rants, I'm gonna have my my other rant about safety cars and free pit stops under a safety car. It's they true, gotta, though. It's true. It's true. Change yeah, it. it changes changes too much of the races and changes too much strategy, too many results. It's just got to be changed. It has to be changed. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it has to be something that goes. And you always know at Singapore there is always going to be a safety car. Right. There's never, yep. never, yeah. never been a Singapore Grand Prix without at least one. Yeah, 100%. Uh, what else? Of, 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 well, as we said, so George Russell was out in Q3, just not a good day for him, really. Ricardo was down in 17th. It's a bad day for him yet again. Latifi, so he finished behind somebody who three weeks ago was on a ventilator after an, an operation and not able to breathe by himself. So, yeah, it's a pretty interesting... I've another, got to say... Another good got, performance for Latifi. I've got to say hats off to Albon this weekend, really, to do what yeah, he did. Yeah. Literally what, three weeks. it into the wall? Yeah, but come on. Given the fact that he was <laughs> on a ventilator... Not being able to breathe for himself. He can't even breathe properly. He can't even breathe properly. You are harsh. You're very harsh, Mr. Knight. (laughs) Honestly. Given Um, given where he was, out out of surgery and not being to be able to do... I mean, because that is... It's a nutritional race. Singapore is like the hardest Grand Prix of the year. It's what they all train for. It is, is, yeah. You know? It it takes it right out of them. and, And even Leclerc and... Verstappen and people like that, you could see it at the end of the race. They, they, were, are they were sat down with nothing left in the boxed. tank. <clears throat> they are utterly boxed when they come out. Of it, aren't they? They've been 100%. they've been through the ringer. They lose two or three kilos in weight. 
during the yeah. two hours of the Grand Prix. It's, it's potty. It's like sitting it's in a mad, sauna for three hours. Mm. Alonso was best of the rest again. God, what a, what a guy. He's racing at the top of his game yet again. Ocon was down at about 17th, I think. So, uh, yeah, another great performance by Alonso on the uh, Absolutely. Saturday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He, was, he was great, Alonso was. Norris was good as well, up in sixth. Seen I have that, to say. Seen that Ricardo could only get it to 17th. Yeah, Lando Norris was very, very, very good this weekend. Yeah, There's a lot of people good, who have a lot of very, very good things to say about Lando, and I know Adam, you're a bit of a fan as well. But he's 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 becoming kind of like one of the best of the new crop of drivers, I think. I do too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, not, not far off that at all. And I, I think if someone can give him a car, you know, he's uh, he's championship material. He's championship sure. material, definitely. I think he would. I think he would have a very wise. For a younger guy, I think he would have a very wise approach to a to a championship as well. He does, although he needs to prove he can win a race first. He needs to prove he can win a race. Yeah, that is a bit. Of, I hope that doesn't become a bit of a thing for him because he's come very close in the past. Yeah, he just needs to make sure that he's got to yeah, get that maiden win. Yeah, get that behind him. Show that he can that he can handle the press the pressure well in the lead and yeah, whatever else. But yeah, okay. So let's. Um, Let's go to a song, and then we can do the race. So, Rich, I think this is one of yours. Uh, it is. So, the last tune I did was uh, Dreadlock Holiday by 10CC. And if 10CC have taught us anything over the years, it's that life is indeed a minestrone. Uh, and minestrone is one of my personal favourite varieties of soup. So that's how I've moved to soup. Uh, and we've gone to bowling for soup. I'm not quite sure how you bowl with soup, but bowling for soup, good American indie band. And this is Girl, All the Bad Guys Want. This is the Light Sack Let's Go F1 show on Jack's radio, and we are bowling for soup. And that was Girls, All the Bad Guys Want. Okay, right there, boys. We are, I'm loving my links. It's, it's, you like right, link, right. don't you? So, it sounds like you it sounds like get, you were doing some kind of sponsored event then. No, it's getting win, it's, <laughs> yes, it's getting yes. winter time as well now, so you know, nice nice steaming exactly. bowl of soup as well. Exactly. We're kind of getting into that. Right, okay, let's well what what's your favourite soup? Rich, what's your favourite soup? Well I've told you it's minestrone. Listen minestrone. to the links, come on. Oh yeah, come on. good point. Adam, favourite soup? Uh, oxtail, maybe? Mm, okay, oxtail? Mine. Nobody likes oxtail. I love oxtail. Oh mind you, I do I do no, do a mean. I do, a, I do a very Mother good... Mother is good. I do yeah. a good carrot, parsnip and chilli soup as well. Homemade. Very nice. Mine is... What's your Borscht. Borscht. What? Great soup. Great soup. What? Borscht. Great soup. Sorry, great, bless you. Have you sneezed? What was that? Soup. Russian great soup. Great right. Russian soup. Right, okay, let's get onto the race because we are doing an F1 show, not a soup show. Right, okay. <laughs> so, race-wise, I'll give you a rundown of the top ten. So, in first place... Debatable, but in first place. No. Perez. Second place, Charles Leclerc. Third, Sainz. Fourth, Norris. Fifth, Ricardo. Sixth, Stroll. Seventh, Verstappen. Eighth, Vettel. Uh, ninth, Hamilton. And tenth was Gasly. And there were six DNFs. Fastest lap goes to George Russell. Driver of the day to Sergio Perez. And the fastest pit stop was Red Bull with a 2.46 seconds. Right, okay, so, race. Let's start talking about the integrity of the FIA and how they 
apply the rules and penalties. And if we don't talk about anything else, then it's still going to be a good discussion. Okay, so... <laughs> Dan's running down so. to the deep end. He's not mucking around with what happens at the start. It's so, straight in with it. Come on. So, Perez had three separate infringements against the safety car. Um, three of the same. I, it was about not being ten um, within 10 car lengths of the uh, safety car in front when following the safety car. Okay, one was on about lap 10, I think. So it was very early in the race. Um, and then midway through the race, um, he did it twice under the same safety car period. Okay. So we got to the end of the race and the FIA said that, that those infringements would be looked at after the race. So... We had this whole weird thing. I, I didn't even bother watching it. I didn't even Perez on the top step, spraying champagne. You didn't even know if you'd won the race or not. Right. I mean, it's a mess by the FIA to, to start with. How can you, when it happened that early in the race, how can you not make a decision that early on? And one of the excuses that that, that um, Sky came out with was because they needed to speak to the driver to see why. Well, in what other sport does that happen? You know, right. you have a refereeing decision and it yet it comes down to who can plead their case the best, who has the best person who can look at the rules and say any doesn't mean all, etc., etc. You know, Possibly. It, it, Possibly, but I'll give you one thing. I'll give you a slight mitigation. There was quite Perez when he was behind one of the, and I forget which safety car period it was, but it was going very slowly because they were trying to bunch the field up. It's a long track Singapore. Yep. So they were going very, very slow. Now, the difficulty was that the conditions, given that they were on inters for half the race, probably two thirds of it before they got onto the slicks. Um, meant that I I think that, and we saw a lot of people go off, and we saw an awful lot of very very tricky conditions, and the tire pressures were absolutely crucial for this. And it could well be that they would need to speak to him because you know there would have been, I'd say, a perceived safety element as to why he was sort of slowing down and wanting to get up, you know, sort of get some heat, generate some heat into the tires to make I sure disagree. he get around this. I'm just trying to put it out there that I there disagree. is potentially. No, I'm, I'm with you. There is potentially reasons as to why he would drop back now. It is complete. It is, you know, it is 10, 10 car lengths is what it should be. But then he could turn around and say, well, you know, it's also the job of Bernd Schneider, uh, Bernd Mylander to get out there and just drive the door handles off that safety car because driving the door handles off, it means he's still quite slow. Not necessarily, though. But, Not necessarily. I, I think, I think it's, it's, well, his job to get, it's his job to get out there and control the pack and create a yeah. gap on the track for the marshals to be able to do and clear. Uh, sorry, you're quite right. You, I kind of went through that in my head at the weekend when I was watching it. And actually, to be fair, you, you are right. They've got to create that gap. Yeah. One of the instances was getting the, the, the nose cone out of um, uh, out of the Tech Pro barrier and replacing the barrier as well and all the rest of it. So, no, you you, you got a fair point there. But, but still, you know, it's very, very difficult driving conditions and there could well be some mitigating circumstances. But if we were that talking aside, about... Hang on, that aside... I also think they wanted to see what the. I think there's an element. Hundred percent. I think there's also an element of well, we might not have to make a decision here because you yep. know Verstappen's binned it, Lewis Hamilton's binned it. There's a chance Perez could bin it in a few laps to go, and oh, we don't have to make a decision. But you see, 
if you when we were talking about cost caps and we were saying you know if you can apply the rules you know it needs to be black and white yeah yeah there's nothing more black and white about saying you have to stay within 10, 10 car lengths of the safety car but, how, but the thing is though from a driver's perspective i'm not quite sure how you can judge that which comes back to the i think the point we were talking about i can't remember it was on air or off air but you know talking about you know a, a, a sort of a, a rev limit situation whereby they simply can't go above a certain delta of, of, of revs and everything else potentially but you know I, I for the record i have to say despite the, the 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 infringements under the safety car and how they were dealt with he didn't put a bloody foot wrong and he should have won the grand prix anyway. oh no no really do I, think he deserved and i get it. that but, he, deserved the, he deserved the win. But deserving those penalties means you you, you then don't win the race. I know. But, yeah. but but okay. So so what what the FIA have done here again is another massive own goal for them because what they've opened this up to is now there's conspiracy theories around you know and on Twitter and stuff people talking about the sport saying the FIA are corrupt because they were waiting to see how far Perez was ahead and then apply the penalty so they can say we applied the penalty, but it doesn't affect the race. You heard the race engineer, as soon as they knew it was like, you need to get on it, Sergio, you need to get on it because you need to clear, you need to pull five seconds plus out of um, between you and Charles. And And it was three times. It was three times he did it. So he got that warning first and then he had a reprimand and then five seconds. Where was the leniency when Vettel uh, slipped behind the safety car t- 10 places? I can't remember what race it was, a couple of years ago. Where yeah. was the leniency when when uh, Lewis at Sochi had the um, doing his practice starts on the way to the grid in slightly the wrong place? But he, he, he did that twice. It wasn't a warning, then five seconds. It was five seconds, five seconds. There's your penalties. So it, it comes down to it. You've got a Red Bull leading the race, and suddenly the FIA are all about leniency, and it just... It makes a mockery of things, and it makes the sport a mess. And then you've got the, the as I said, the, the, the podium celebrations. You don't even know if the, if the blokes won the race or not. I have to say, I thought the podium celebration, I was absolutely convinced he'd won the race, and it wasn't going to change a damn thing. That's why they let it go ahead. As soon as they said they were going to investigate... That's just it, yeah. As soon as they said investigate it after the race, I thought they weren't going to change a thing. 100%, 100%. But that's not the point. Technically, you still don't know. And again, Brundle said, we've already had the podium celebrations. You can't change the, the race result now. Yeah, well, it, what Kool-Aid has he drank? Do you know what? Brundle? Oh, no, Br- yeah. no Brundle, Brundle, Brundle's just telling, just saying what's going to happen. And I, he, he, he said exactly what I thought. As no, soon as, no, as, soon as I said during said, the race, as soon as I said during the race, it'll be investigated after the race. I thought, that's it. it. Whoever wins and he's on the podium will be the winner. They will just sort out whatever it is after. If he'd have been three seconds in ahead, he'd have got a, fi- he'd have got a fine. He wouldn't have got a second. He wouldn't have got five second penalty. There'd have been something else that would have reprimanded him again. I say it would have been but, a fine, for example. But, but you seem to be saying that like you're okay with that. You okay say, with that? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm okay with it. I'm just saying that's what's happened because I think that that you know that it. You said it earlier on. It's 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 about the show. You know, it's about having the having the. It's the, a sport. The, it's not. It's, it's right not a show. Zone. It's a. It's a sport. The FIA need to. The FIA look weak. Oh, in they this. do look they, weak. I was going to look, use that word. They look yeah. weak. They've got no respect from the teams. They've got no respect from from a lot of fans when these things go against them what other sport do you make a refereeing decision and then say well let's debate it afterwards and that you know the refereeing decision is final and the the referees have that respect because people know well, and, and yes, and yes mistakes do happen there are but the refereeing refer- decision is final but the refereeing decisions happen you know i mean 
you know, it's been going on for years in football. That's why they brought VAR in to try and sweep that up. And, you know, that sort of worked marginally. But, you know, I, I agree. I think they, I think the FIA do look weak and they're clearly kowtow to these huge businesses that come in and spend millions and millions and millions of pounds to be in the sport. And I was sat there thinking it's because of all the money involved. But then you sit there and go, it ain't tuppence hate me to put a Man City or a, or a Liverpool or a Chelsea together as a team and invest in that sport. And, and you know, and as, as far as investing in football is concerned, you know, it's, it's, it's not an investment. It's a, it's a great way to lose hundreds of millions of pounds. So, you know, that, that, it, that perhaps doesn't wash as an argument that because they invest so much money, they're having their say, you know, and yeah, I, no, I agree. It I agree. It doesn't, it doesn't they wash, need to, they ne- I totally agree with you that they need to have these things clear and the rules need to be completely black and white and enforced consistently. Do you know what? Not. I'm not, I'm not far off being done with the sport completely. I am not far off being done with it because I am fed up of having these conversations all the time. All right, yeah, it, it's great because it, it it makes it easy for me to write a radio show, sure. But <laughs> I'm not, I, you know, I'm not far off being done with the sport. I I saw a great tweet actually um, today that that they said um, the decision on Perez, uh, you know, only having the five seconds so he finishes, still finishes in the lead, gives a taste of what we're going to see with the cost cap penalty if Red Bull had broken it. And that is that they will probably give Verstappen a five-point deduction from last year, um, which doesn't affect the championship. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think, I think or, or, or they'll take they'll, they'll take away constructor points and not driver points. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd go. Just... I'd probably go down that down that road. That the constructor points they'd, they'd take down. Oh, look, it's made no difference whatsoever. You know, it's just another weekend we come away with a bad taste in our mouth. I, I... Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not that far behind you, Dan. I'm, I'm, I've become pretty disillusioned with some of these, you know, recent decisions and and, and uh, directions that they, they've decided to go. So, I, I, I do. I really do hope that they get a handle on it and, and things change. And I hope that um, you know the right decisions coming up are made um, so that we can get we can get a little bit of faith back in it. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and that it's exactly that. There is a, there is a, there is a complete loss of faith. Because, like I say, I mean, I didn't, you know, it wasn't saying that I'm absolutely fine with that. It's, it's the pragmatic. Well, that was what's going to happen because, you know, they have to have the right result. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so just, I, I, we haven't got much time left to talk because obviously that's taken up a, a lot of time. <laughs> I, I, I'll give you a rundown of a few things that quickly have a quick sort of. Uh, um, summary. So Lewis was going well in fifth place behind Signs. Could put a bit of pressure on him until it all, it all unraveled for him. Um, he made a mistake while he's pushing behind him. But as I mentioned before, that car is very stiffly strong and it was difficult conditions. So I, I think that car. When he came off, he did also he did also have his collision very intelligently. He straightened the steering. He did, up yeah, made, straight, yeah, made sure he didn't he didn't you know didn't knacker his steering up or anything like that and actually went straight in dead straight. He could fix it and move on. He did, yeah, he did. Very and then good he had the he had a lock up again when he was when he was challenging Vettel when it ha- happened to let um, Verstappen through. Yeah, um, Verstappen also had a bit of an off day. It just shows what tricky conditions it was. So very, you know, very he had hard. a massive, massive lock up when he was behind Norris and ended up you know putting him back and making him finish. Was it eighth? He finished, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, it was a good day for Aston Martin. Um, Alonso, he was out with engine failure. It was his 350th start. So it's a shame he didn't finish the race. He was going well as well. He was go- You always, you always got to put a, a bet on Alonso in conditions like this. He's fantastic at it, and it's kind he of a was, shame. Yeah, he's now had the most laps raced, the longest distance race, and 
Fernando Alonso has been racing in Formula One longer than Oscar Piastri has been alive. There you go. <laughs> That'll be a good little stat for next year when they're both on the grid. That'll be phenomenal. It will be. It I like will that. be. It will I be. I like that. But I, you know, it, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, he was. He was. He was superb. I have to say, though, you know, McLaren certainly capitalised on Alpine's failures. This they weekend. did. Yes, they did. So you had um, Norris in fourth and Ricardo. Got to say, Ricardo seventeenth to fifth. He had a poor Saturday, but you know, I mean, he, he, you know, certainly the, the the safety cars did benefit McLaren. Um, absolutely, yeah. but you know, so to be fair, it, difficult it conditions, did. but he got up there. Difficult conditions, he got up there, but he still finished the race 35 seconds behind Norris, and there hadn't long been a safety car with the pack bunched up. That's yeah. how much faster Norris was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I can totally agree, totally agree. But, you know, 17th to 5th, not bad. He's, he's, you know, we yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It, we it, know he's it, not it, having it, fun. It was good the for moment. the positions, but, yeah, definitely. And it was a really solid race by Norris, and he, he was defending well against Verstappen as well. He was, absolutely. He was really... Yeah, he was driving that car very, very well. And there was a bit of a large, large gap between Leclerc and Sainz, I thought, as well. Yes, there was. I've seen an interview yeah, with, with yeah, um, Sainz. Yeah, Sainz had a bit Sainz, of a really. He did. Sainz yeah. simply said he didn't have confidence in the car in those conditions, and he just he just, he just, just couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't drive as fast as Leclerc. He basically said he, he just didn't have the feeling in the car, and obviously tricky conditions. Yeah, he just said he didn't have he didn't have confidence. Which, I mean, given which the amount explains... of issues that Ferrari have had this year to do second and third, I mean, really they should have been first and third, but you know, second and third, um, you know, wasn't a bad weekend for them. Really, no major, you know, cockups when there was there yeah. was room for cockups aplenty, and despite what we've all spoken about, I you know I, I do think Checo that's probably his best win. I mean, the pressure he must have been under. Oh, it was, yeah. He could it bin was, it yeah. off at any moment as well in those conditions. He was absolutely masterful in those conditions. Apart really from making three mistakes behind the safety car, which... Uh, yes, all right. Yes, we, we, we debated that, Dan. I'm trying to give the driver in a stressful situation the plaudits that he does deserve. And I don't wish for it to be distract, detracted from. Plaudits deserved if you hadn't made three mistakes behind the safety car. Again, I mean, it, again, it is a whole again. race. It's a whole learn, race. Learn to not necessarily always have the last word, please, Daniel. But it's a whole race, isn't it? Anyway, right, okay, let's um, let's go to a song before Rich throttles me. Um, and Adam, uh, let's go to one of yours. All right, so this is the, the second of the two indie bands I talked about. So we're going to go from Akron, Ohio, which is where the Black Keys are from, back over to your side of the Atlantic into London, another early 2000s band. This is the Maccabees. This is from their first album, Color Tin, and this is Precious Time. You're listening to the Maccabees with Precious Time on the light side. Let's go F1 show on Jack's radio. Okay, boys, have you all calmed down? Is everything okay? Are we all good? Oh, we're all calm, all yeah. Good? You're all fine and dandy. So I'm not. Yeah, no, you're not. I'm, I'm calming down now. I'll, I'll probably end up going to sleep at about 4 a.m. when I can uh, get my pulse rate down. Right, okay. Yes, so we are... about, your pulse rate goes <laughs> up to about 65, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so we've got very little time. Let's do predictions because we are going to Japan this weekend. So give me your predictions, Rich. Suzuka, I'm going to go with um, building on a kind of like we didn't massively cock it up weekend. I'm going to go with uh, Leclerc for the win. And I'm going to go with um, Verstappen second and Sainz third. 
the science there. Adam, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna flip your one too because I think Max is gonna win it, Paratrack and all that jazz. Red Bull's gonna take the win, but the championship will not be over because Leclerc's gonna come in second, and then we'll gather go it. Oh, let's throw Hamilton in third just because I, I want to see it. Yeah, Hamilton. Okay, so that's exactly the same as what I've got written down. I have got Verstappen. Uh, I just think he's going to win. Uh, you know, as Red Bull seem to nearly win everything. Uh, Leclerc seconds, and I've got Hamilton to bounce back after a bad weekend and get third. Okay, so that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, you can follow us on Twitter if you can. Uh, go to at lights underscore f one. Uh, you can go to Spotify and listen to all of the music from the shows. If you search Danny Knight UK and look for the LOL GF1 Jax playlist, or you can go to jaxradio.com and listen to any of the previous shows um, on the Listen Again function. So playing us out tonight has nothing to do with how the FIA <laughs> F1. It has nothing... I state nothing to do with how the FIA run. Definitely F1. no link here. <laughs> and how they and how they apply penalties to Red Bull. The song that I've chosen to play us out is by someone called Rebecca Levy, and the song is Corrupted. Boys, <laughs> do you want to say goodbye? We'll say ta-ta, and we go shall and have, see you in the land. Nice lie down. Yes, we'll see you after the land of the rising sun, Grand Prix, next weekend. And it just remains for me to say goodbye and drive safely. Yeah.